We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. This is the show for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Get ready as we deep dive into what's important to you and your business. Get the inside track from the very best experts in the world today as we get real about your results. Hi, everybody in the Change Results community. As you know, we always come to you and bring you the very best. And today, uh, we've, you know, we're blessed to have some amazing people that join us on this show. And they, they come from all walks of life. But today, we have a really special treat, and I emphasize that. I'm going to suggest that you really pay attention over the next few minutes um, as I introduce my guest and as we have a conversation as we go along. One of the keys, I think, to your success, and everyone's for that matter, is who we surround ourselves with. And I've been very fortunate and blessed over the years to be able to interact with, speak with some of the very best in the world, some of the most amazing people in the world. And today, of course, it's no exception with our guest. This gentleman, he says he's been working for 50 years in this organization. He's, I think, run it for over 20 years as a CEO. And he started working for his dad there. He is dedicated to the folks that this organization works with. And I don't think he probably needs very much introduction. Uh, Tom Ziegler, son of the American legend Zig Ziegler, runs the Ziegler Corporation or Ziegler Inc. And he agreed, graciously agreed to join me on the show today. Tom, welcome. Sean, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I really appreciate it. I want to start by asking a question. I'm sure you get asked a ton of questions. Uh, you've run this organization for, for over two decades. But what stands out for you every day when you get to interact and work with, and I know you work with some amazing people, but what stands out? What's that high point for you? <laughs> I tell you, the, the thing that just stands out is that the, the truth never changes. The principles and values uh, that make a business run today or uh, an individual successful in whatever career or endeavor they're in, they're timeless. You know, it's about character and integrity. It's about relationships. It's about, you know, a continual progression to our our desired result. It's, you know, it's the things that never change are the things that amaze me. And we look at our culture and just the big election we just had in the U.S. and all the things that seem so messy uh, but the things that matter the most are the things that never change. And and I was blessed to be raised uh, by Dad, uh, who knew what the main thing was, and he kept the focus there. And the economy, to hit, in his world, it never changed his output because he always focused on what he could do, not on what he couldn't do. And because of that, and because he built it on that solid foundation, uh, I think our audience is bigger than it's ever been. We've got over 4 million folks on Facebook, and it's because 
the world needs hope and encouragement now more than ever. I agree with you and wholeheartedly. You mentioned something in there where you talked about relationships. And as I think you know, I, I spent a whole deal uh, of my time working with entrepreneurs, and small business people, uh, individuals, high achievers that are focused on and driven on um, and changing the direction of their lives for the better, that themselves, their families. Are relationships important to the process? <laughs> I don't think anything else really matters. Uh, at the end of the day, all of life and all of business is about relationships. I I love it when uh, you know the Ivy League schools do 75-year studies that prove everything that you've been saying for, gosh, 50-plus years. <laughs> There's there's a new TED Talk, uh, I think it came out last year, and it was on the 75-year Harvard Grant study. And you, and you can go and look that up. I think if you just go to TED Talk and look up Harvard Grant study, you'll find it. But they studied the sophomore class, and it's called the 75-year Harvard Grant study because they started this study over 75 years ago. And they interviewed them, and they did medical profiles, and they interviewed their employers. They followed them every year for 75-plus years. And at the end of that study, not even the end of it, but at the 75th anniversary, one of the researchers said, hey, why don't we ask the survivors if they're satisfied with their life? And only about 10% were still alive. So out of 700 that started uh, in this study, and part of the study was also comprised of young men from the Boston Tenement Housing Projects uh, near Harvard. So they had kind of that, you know, kind of that rich, entitled group that was going to Harvard and then the other group that was on welfare and really didn't have anything handled, handed to them. But of the ones who were still alive, about 10%, they asked them, are you satisfied with your life? And the ones that said, yes, we are, they then went back into the research data 25 years before, and what they discovered is they were all focused on the very same thing. It wasn't power, it wasn't money, it wasn't retirement, it wasn't hobbies, it was relationships. So if you want to be in your 90s and you want to be able to say, I'm happy and satisfied with my life, then your number one focus is relationships. I love it. And I, I actually did see that TED Talk. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for that. You also referenced the economy and your dad's perspective on, on economic changes, which for the most part are out of our control. Can you, in, in, in my, uh, my first book, I talk about this a little bit, but I'd love to hear your input on this. Can you create your own economy, notwithstanding what's going on outside of us? Absol I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer, absolutely you can. Um, Dad said it's not what's happening out there, it's happening between your two ears that matters. That's the economy that you create. Now, is it difficult during certain periods to be in certain industries? Absolutely it is. The question is, is do you look at it as a woe is me, the circumstances control everything, or do you step back and see it as opportunity? Because uh, tough, when the economy gets tough, it, it's kind of like golf. I, I, I'm a big golfer, and I, I used to, when I was growing up, Tom Watson was one of my heroes. And Tom Watson loved it when it rained and the wind blew, because then he knew that he wasn't competing against the whole field. He was only competing against about eight or nine other golfers because everybody else would take themselves out of the game. They'd go, oh, it's tough, and it's wet, and it's going to be cold, and I'm not going to like this, and I'm going to miss some shots. 
when the economy gets tough, I think as as business owners, as leaders, as 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 people in control of our own destiny, yeah, it's going to be harder to get the same results we were getting with the same amount of effort, but we can separate ourselves from everybody else. We can create more value, we can provide a better experience, and we can keep hunting for that difference that will set us apart. So while the economy makes it tougher for everybody, for those who look at it as a blessing and then put in the work to make it so, that's where real, that's where real wealth is, is created, that's where opportunities are found, and that's where uh, real differences are made in society. Thank you for that. You referenced golf, and I know that your dad told a story about when I think it was you had asked him to pull over at some point in time. I think we're 11 or 12 years old, if I remember the story correctly, your dad told, um, where you asked him, if it was the golf course or a range, uh, and you wanted to hit some balls with him. So just changing gears slightly, share with, with us and the entire community watching or listening to this rather right now, um, the experience of building relationships in a different way, because your dad shared the story and uh, he talks very, uh, very highly of you in that in that story. Share that experience with us if you if you recall that at all. Oh yeah, well, that was uh, one of my one of my dad's favorite stories to tell. And here's the short version: we were driving down the uh, road, and Dad had the golf clubs in the trunk. And up until that time, I'd really not had any interest in playing golf. And we were driving by a driving range, and I said, Dad, let's go hit, let's stop and hit some balls. So in the story, Dad says, well, my son, you know, he's a, he's a smooth talker. So it didn't really take much convincing uh, to get him to stop. So we hit balls, and I'd just come to the age where I was a little bit more coordinated, and I used one of his clubs, and I hit a golf ball about 100 yards further than I'd ever hit one in my life. Uh, and so Dad knew that he had a golfing buddy. So fast forward a few months, we were out playing golf, and we were on a par, a par, uh, par four, and we were both putting for birdie. And it would be my first birdie that I'd ever made because it was only like the fourth or fifth time I'd ever played. And I made about a 20-foot putt. And uh, so, of course, Dad got real excited about me making the putt. And then he realized, oh, wait a second, uh, my son has never beaten me on a hole of golf before. I've got a birdie putt. I better bear down and make it because I, if I don't give it 100%, it'll be a cheap victory. Uh, so I need to be able to look him in the eye and, and, and tell him I gave him 100%. Well, Dad, I think, had about a 10- or 12-foot putt. He made it. And so, he, you know, I was congratulating him, and he looked at me, and he said, Son, were you pulling for me? And I said, Dad, I'm always pulling for you. And I think that's really, you know, that was a relationship talk that Dad was talking about, and that's really what relationships are about. Uh, we are always pulling for those around us who we love, who we encourage, who we want to see do well. And that really was the epitome of dad with me is we were never in competition with each other although we were very competitive all the time because even though we both wanted to win we were always pulling for the other one so that made it easy to keep trying uh, knowing that if you won you earned it and two if you lost it's okay the other one was pulling for him so Thank you for sharing that. I, I, I love the story, and your dad definitely was a master of storytelling. 
This is Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Shuchuk. Stick with us for the next minute or two and listen to some messages from some folks that allow us to bring this show to you every couple of weeks. We'll be right back. Stay with us. November 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2017 is going to change the way you see entrepreneurship, business, and wealth forever. Three days, world-renowned celebrity speakers and teachers, the best minds in the world. Mark it on your calendar. Here's a hint. It's all happening in sunny San Diego, California. Keep listening for more major surprises. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. Welcome back. This is Results Radio, and I am your host, Sean Chuchuk. With me today is my guest, Tom Ziegler. Tom, your dad had a quote, and I think most people, at least most people that I run into, uh, have probably heard this at least once, likely more. You can have everything you want in life if you will just help another, enough other people get what they want. Share with me that philosophy uh, from your standpoint and even from, from you know, the, the Ziegler Corporation. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to quote, it's, a, it's restating the golden rule. And uh, as a business owner, I'll tell you another story that's associated with it. Uh, but you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. When we get focused on the needs of others, then things start to change. One of my good friends, his name is, is Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Uh, he's written a number of books, and he says this. He says, when, when we solve problems for people, we are often rewarded with certificates of appreciation, and we call that money. And I always get a chuckle when I think about that. And the more problems we solve, the more certificates of appreciation we get, which means the more money that we get. And then he backs it up and he says, you know, God is, is never happier with his children when, than when his children are solving the problems of his other children. And so when we think about solving other people's problems, then it's natural that we benefit in the end result. So a number of years ago, this is probably close to 20 years ago, we'd started a new division of our company, which is now the main company called Ziegler, Inc. And as a business owner, I was trying to figure out, okay, what's our mission statement? Uh, what is what we do? And in the training business, which is pretty easy, if somebody says, Tom, what business are you in? It's, it's a kind of a cop-out, but it's easy to say we're in the training business. The problem is, is that nobody buys training. You know, it's 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 crazy to be in a business that nobody buys, but the reality is, is they don't buy training. They buy the results of training. Mm, if people come to you, Sean, for coaching or business advice or whatever, they're not paying for the advice. They want the results of the advice. And so what we said at Ziegler is we're in the true performance business. And then we came up with the definition. True performance is the ideal accomplishment of a goal, aspiration, or objective. So I took that definition to dad because our whole team had, had put it together, you know, true performance, the ideal accomplishment of a goal, aspiration, or objective. And I handed it over to dad on a yellow pad. I was real proud, and 
You know, I can see that in my mind's eye. He's reading that, and he tilts his glasses, and he tilts his head, and he gets the pen out of his pocket. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what's he going to do? Because we'd spent two days brainstorming this one statement. And he added four words to the end of it. So, so this is the way it turned out. True performance is the ideal accomplishment of a goal, aspiration, or objective that benefits everyone involved. So he added those four words that benefits everyone involved. And the realization hit me that when we have a business transaction, it's not really true performance until the salesperson wins, the customer wins, the the support team at the company wins, the leadership, shareholders, and owners of the company win, and the community wins. I mean, what's the point of making a sale or, or, or doing business if you poison the streams that run through the community. And so that's what we've always stood for. That's what we teach uh, the people that we work with, is that you know, it's all about that simple foundational quote. You can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Tom, and let me ask you a question, uh, referencing that quote for a second. And, you know, you folks are in a similar business to what I've been very blessed and fortunate to do for well over two decades. But let me ask you this question. What do you say to the folks that uh, have an issue with sales? You know, you even referenced salespeople a minute ago. They say, you know, I, I don't think I should be sold or that you should be selling me something. What do, you, what do you say to them, especially in reference to, you know, what your dad said in that quote? Yeah, well, two things. Uh, number one is it's true. People don't like to be sold, but they do love to be helped to buy. People love to buy. And so the, the underlying uh, piece of information is what's the motive? Is your motive to take advantage and to make a sale without regard to the customer's need? Or is your motive to really help them? So here's an interesting thing, going back to Rabbi Lappin, because I love words. I'm kind of a, I call myself an intellectual uh, engineer. I, I love the underpinnings of philosophy and principles and values and how things fit together. But in Hebrew, there's actually two words for the word sales. One word just describes a transaction. It has really no moral uh, meaning or value behind it. But as, if you know anything about Hebrew, uh, the words and the letters themselves can have high moral value. The other word for the word sale or sales in Hebrew is a very high moral value word. And what it really means is this. It means to prevent a problem that someone will have before they have it. And I can't think of a, a more moral high calling than a salesperson who's committed to preventing people from having problems before they have it. When I come to you and I say, Sean, hey, let's talk. I have an idea. Uh, I'm anticipating, based on what I know about you and your situation, that you're going to encounter some difficulties, and I have the perfect solution that will prevent that from ever happening. I mean, is there any more of a higher calling than a professional salesperson who is helping their clients prevent problems that are preventable? I mean, it's to me, it's the it's right up there with you know with with being in the ministry or any other uh, position. A great salesperson with the right motives, uh, solving problems is as good as it gets. 
I, I really like that. That was a phenomenal explanation. For all of you listening in the Change Results community, I really hope you sat down and listened to this and you've got a pen and a piece of paper and you're taking notes because the information that Tom is sharing with us honestly is you need to internalize this. If you're in business, if you want to be in business, if you have a great business idea, this is information that you need, want, and it will help you get to a place that most of you have desired and ultimately deserve. Success is, it's my belief that it was always intended we live in a life of abundance. Let me ask you this question, Tom. Is there one thing out there that you think encapsulates a sentence, a paragraph that encapsulates what it is that you do and that your dad stood for? (laughs) Well, let me talk about three words that everybody knows and then one word that's a, a word that we've coined. Uh, people people have a common understanding of what success is. There's a lot of definitions of success. Success is having more of the good things that life has to offer. Success is, uh, Howard Partridge says, living in freedom every day or helping somebody reach the potential that God created them with. Uh, Dad said that success is the maximum utilization of the ability that God gave you. Then there's another word, and that word is significance. And the way that I uh, define significance is significance is when you help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. So significance is about helping other people achieve more in life. Success is a lot of times what we personally achieve. And then there's the third word, which is legacy. And legacy is this idea that we impact our family and our friends and those we work with in such a profound way through principles and values and wisdom that it, it translates and they start living their lives that way and they raise their kids and their grandkids. And so legacy is when we have an impact that ripples generation to generation. And so the word that we created that combines success, significance, and legacy is what we call significance. And I love, being, I love being a business owner and being able to make up your own words. It's awesome to have that freedom. But significance is what we're about. We're about helping people become successful, to equip them to help others so that they become significant, and then to teach them how to create a legacy because that's something we all want to leave. Um, so I don't know if that was the exact answer you were looking for, maybe a little bit shorter, uh, but it's, it's hard to take the big things in life and break them down into something small, but that's what it's about. It's, it's awesome. Thank you for that. Is there one golden nugget that you can leave with our listeners today, something they can wrap their head, heart, and hands around and utilize, implement the moment that this show comes to an end? Yeah, let me share the number one lesson that I learned from Dad. Uh, Dad's quote that I personally benefited the most from was this one. You are what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. And you can change what you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. And I took that quote and I made my own quote, which is a little simpler. And this is, here's the quote that I came up with. What you feed your mind determines your appetite. What you feed your mind determines your appetite. I gave that quote at a, at a talk in Georgia, and this lady in the back of the room, she stands up, and she goes, that's just like NASCAR. And, of course, 
I was shocked. You know, how could that quote be like NASCAR? And this is what she said. In NASCAR, you go around the track at 185 miles an hour. Your eyes have to look where you want the car to go. If you look at the wall, your hands will automatically adjust and you will hit the wall. Absolutely. So what, you focus, what you focus on, you get more of. That's right. And so the number one lesson is we control the input that we put into our mind. And when Let we me control- ask you this. We're coming to the end of our show. I want to do this. Is there, if anyone listening today uh, would like more information or wants to get in contact with, with Ziegler Organization, Ziegler Inc., how do they do that? Well, you can contact me directly. That's real easy. My email address is tziegler at ziegler.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook. we got, like, the Zig Ziglar, the fan page. Ziglar.com is our website. Uh, those are all great places. would love to connect. Tom, I want to thank you so very much for being on the show today, for sharing with our community and our listeners some of the, some of the keys of Ziglar, Inc. and your dad. I'm deeply, deeply grateful for that. This is Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. As you know, every couple of weeks, we come to you and bring you the very best. If you have not yet gotten your copy of the Results Journal, go to yourresultsradio.com. Get your copy. It is designed to help you achieve more and to collapse time frames while doing it. I'm Sean Shuchak. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal.